Next on BYU Sports Nation, one more to go, and that's a wrap. Spring football for the BYU Cougars ends today. Tight end Devin Mahina will join us live to review how BYU got better. Plus, playing for the Wasatch Cup, the rivalry renews between the top 10 BYU rugby teams. BYU and Utah, Luke Make will make his BYU Sports Nation debut before the match. Oh, yeah. And what's the chance Kyle Collinsworth is playing in BYU basketball's opener next season? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, here is Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Friday, April 4th, we made it through another week. This is how we do it. All right, we can can start it now. This is how we do it. Is that what they really sound like? La, la, this la, is la. how we do it. Yeah, I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy ranked 123rd in most fashionable sportscasters, according to BYU Magazine, Jerem Jordan. Hello. Wherever and however you may be joining us. Great to have you with us. Hey, Jerem, let's start this big. Team 107, our flag yeah. football team, yeah. moving on in the playoffs. Division 1, we were the 17th seed. We won Tuesday, and then last night with Skyler Ridley on the other team. The number one overall seed. Team 107 takes them down, baby, by seven (laughs) points. We move on. Three games left to win the title. I played a huge role in that game. You did not play. I did not play. I was calling the BYU baseball game. Maybe we won for a reason. Hey! No, you're a valuable part of this team. I love our team. It's a lot of fun. Preston Hadley's on our team. He's the man. We've had fun. We hope to keep that going. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUS and link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and get involved in today's Twitter topic. We didn't bury the lead, by the way. We went intramurals first. Exactly. Which position group do you want to see improve the most this season for BYU mm. football? To me, it's the offensive line. And the tweets coming in, overwhelmingly offensive line as well. How can you not want that? I mean, yeah, well, the, the, real, the real topic for me is what's number two? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you want to see besides the offensive Probably line? secondary. And I think they get better. You On get paper, hel- they get look healthy. really yeah. good. Listen to BYU Sports Nation Noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Of course, watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. Rise and shout, my friends. It's Friday, and it's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The big boys up front. We've discussed the depth and talent that BYU has lined up on the football team, at least on paper, at a number of positions. They get immediately better in the pass defense, at wide receiver with a ton of speed. And after losing Kyle Van Noy, Wani Unga, and Spencer Hadley, it would appear that the Cougars have kind of reloaded at linebacker. The running back crew also looking strong. Everybody's back there. But the number one concern coming out of spring football, at least something that was talked about all fall season long, was the offensive line. What's going on with the offensive line right now? They dominated last year's discussion. They lose only one significant member of the offensive line. They had 11 different starters. They had 11 different starters. Yeah. Tons of injury. Ton of inexperience. So what's next? That brings us to our stat of the day, by the way. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yes, it is. Number one. Yep, one. You only had one player that started every game on the offensive line last year. Can you name him? Michael Yek from Texas. You had 10 other guys start. You, as I mentioned, Manaki Vitae is the one you lose. So you have 10 different guys that returned that started a game. I think 
that experience is good, but that's too many guys that have started. Yeah, some people might want to say, well, that's good that a lot of guys thought time. If there are injuries, that's one thing. But if it's the lack of continuity, uh, the pace, you need uh, you know too deep in that, I get it. But you really need the offensive line to gel. BYU's most successful teams have been when they've had a good offensive line and you knew who the five starters were. It's good to have a couple of other guys come in, but to have 11 guys that had starting experience, I'm not sure that's a, a super positive thing. How many guys are going to play the next season? Good grief. Hopefully less. Here's the, here's the one thing that, that the coaches have agreed upon in terms of guys that are coming back off of a mission. They, they, they all agree on Ului Lapuaho. He has the most hype of anybody on the offensive line right now. Bronco Mendenhall during uh, the, the signing day special that we did on BYU TV said Drooling over him. He is the, he's, he's the player that he's most excited about, and he said he already has an NFL-type body. Bronco does not create expectation unnecessarily. So that was interesting. Other guys to keep an eye on this year, the newcomers at O-line, Tooney Knuch. Yeah. This guy was Mr. Football in the state of Utah as a lineman. That's hard to do. He switched from D-line to O-line. I think... It's like if, Orlando Pace-esque. Yeah. He is good. He's a good player. And then uh, Brian Rollinson comes off a mission. Uh, Corbin Kafusi. Uh, and Tijon Karoma out that, of high school kid, as well. That kid's a beast. I'm not sure he'll start this year. He might redshirt, or we'll see. But he was pancake blocking fools left and right, literally grabbing the inside of their jersey and throwing them on the ground. Andy Sandberg would say, "You don't mess with Tijon. No, you don't. Tijon Karoma. So the offensive got line, some talent it back. would seem, is going to get better. Like is it, is there Taysom Hill threw for 2,900 yards and BYU had its greatest rushing season ever with that offensive line. Eleven different starters. I think they were doing the best they could. Wow. I think they get better. I don't think they were terrible, but there were times where they they could have been a lot better. Let's be honest. But BYU had a productive offensive year with that. What if the O line's really good this year? Then look what? out. Then what? look out. Then Taysom goes. 3,500 and 1,000. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have to rush as much, that's for sure. If the O-line's awesome, Taysom Hill is in New York at the end of the season. Wow, is that a guarantee? How would, could that be a guarantee? No way I can guarantee that. <laughs> I'm if saying, the O-line is I'm awesome, saying what the, quantifies awesome? The possibility of yeah. that, I can, you can't quantify offensive line play. The, the possibility of Taysom Hill uh, being great depends on the offensive line. Meaning he's in New York at the Pinstripe Bowl or he's at the Heisman <laughs> Trophy presentation? It's not going to be the Pinstripe Bowl. Which, by the way, BYU has yet to announce the upcoming bowl for this season. We're still waiting on that. Uh, but excited to hear what bowl it is this year. The running backs, there's a little bit of a mix-up here. And it's not a bad thing. Listen, Jamal Williams, it's been circulating. He may run track and field. This came out of the Y Awards. Ed Eyestone went up uh, and said, Jamal Williams, I've heard he's pretty fast on the track as well. And then during the Y Awards, BYU track and field slash cross country tweeted, look for Jamal this spring on the track on track. We checked with BYU yeah, Sports Information. Up. Nothing's official about Jamal running track, but I would I would think that he's gonna get a shot on the track team. He'll be involved on Ed Eyestone's team somehow. That's cool. I think that I think it's Just, great. His mom was a track star at UCLA. I hope that he does not pull a hammy or anything related to this. You know that tuxedo Jamal was wearing uh yeah. on the Y Awards? I saw his mom, Nicole, dropping it off when I was dropping off my tuxedo. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that, that thing was great. The white shoes. Why didn't Ooh. you get that tuxedo? I can't pull that off. Are you kidding me? That's why he's J-Swag Daddy. That's true. I can't he is, is J-Swag Daddy. <laughs> Paul Lasique headed to play rugby, by the way, beginning tonight against Utah. They're playing for this huge trophy called the Wasatch Cup. We, we have got it, it here on, on the we set. We have it on set with us here. And he could play tonight. Not sure how much he will play because he's going to have practiced with the football team today. And he just had a baby. And he's, he's the father of a newborn Earlier baby. Earlier this week. Yeah. 
That guy's tired. Yep. That guy's going to be the most tired guy on campus. But I guarantee he wants to play against Utah. Yeah. Rugby is his first love. He came to BYU to play rugby. He's won two national titles with this team. Make it three, actually. One thing I do know, on August 29th, they will not be playing rugby, and Jamal will not be running track and field. Countdown to Connecticut. 147. Yep. 147 days away from the football season opener. BYU and Connecticut in East Hartford at the rent. Mark it down. If you haven't already, we've given you like 94 (laughs) reminders. Put it in put it in your Franklin planner. If you're a missionary watching this, what are you watching this for? Put it in your little notebook in your pocket. Let's keep it rolling. Topic two. The Carlino Lottery. Tyler Hawes off the screen. No good. Offensive rebound. Kyle Collins. Matt Carlino for his three of the game. Can I make a comment first? Yes, you can. A play by play observation. Uh oh. You did what's called laying out. That was ah. great. So he can hear the crowd for three. That's good play-by-play. Play. Hey, thank you, You're Jeremy. Good. He's a guy with no voice of BYU men's volleyball. Matt Carlino hit a lot of three-pointers for BYU. He's created a lot of buzz because he's a bulk scorer. He's the guy that can take over a game. He can change the end of a game. But where will he end up? Jonathan Tabernari joined us on BYU Sports Nation from Sao Paulo, Brazil, earlier this week. Did he ever? And he asked the question very passionately, where's he going to go? Why leave BYU? You know, I mean, I know Kev said that all, oh, you know, he can go to a high major program and be the man, but let's be realistic. If you want to leave someplace, you got to go up. You got to move up higher, you know, and where can he go that, that he's going to be the man? Quoting ESPN college basketball Andy Katz, who was referenced earlier this week, he said, speaking of Matt Carlino, quote, big news, major loss more than likely will be the hottest commodity on the open market in transfers this spring. Wow. The quote continued. He can fill a point guard opening for a number of different teams. He could certainly change the fortunes of a couple of teams. That's ESPN's go-to college basketball guy. When, when, it's, when it's Andy Katz, you know it's legit. Well, guess what? He's already being courted by five notable teams. Yesterday, Jeff Goodman of ESPN tweeted the following. BYU transfer Matt Carlino told ESPN he's heard from Oklahoma State, Purdue, UCLA, UCLA, uh, yeah, huh? Pitt, and Memphis eligible next year. Those are, some big, those are some big names. Purdue's not bigger than BYU. Oklahoma State, Pitt, Memphis, and UCLA, those teams are on par or better than BYU's program. UCLA would be funny. If he went back to UCLA, huh? Different coaching staff. It's a totally different staff. That's true. It's Steve Alford now. My first inclination is that Carlino will go to Oklahoma State because I think Hmm. that it's a winning program. He could start a point guard. Marcus Smart Smart is out for the (laughs) NBA draft. They're a top 25 program with a shot at making some noise in the tournament, and they play in the Big 12 Conference. He's going to get plenty of exposure. So I, I think Carlino has a great shot of going to Oklahoma State. Really interesting stuff. On the rest of our BYU Sports Nation beat, BYU Rugby, we mentioned in the Wasatch Cup, the third-ranked Cougars taking on number 9 Utah tonight. BYU Women's Volleyball has an exhibition against Utah tonight as well. For this afternoon, I believe. And listen to this. A no. star player will return. Jen Jennifer Hampson will Hampson. play tonight. Yeah. Interesting. How about options for Jen Hampson? WNBA, All-American Volleyball player, decision 2014. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Our Twitter question today is, what do you want, or what position group do you want to see improve the most this next season? Jeremy, you already said offensive line. For me, it, it's 
It's the real debate is what's after the offensive line. What do you got? At VW, uh, oh, V Witty one offensive line first, DB second. That's probably the consensus. You'd think at Tasha Lynn O line gotta protect Taysom and give him time to throw. What can he do when he can become a pocket passer? I don't think he'll ever become a pos- uh, pocket passer. He'll just do it more. People said that about Steve Young too. He became a pocket passer, didn't he? Yeah, he de- yeah he developed that over time. It takes time. It, like yeah. Taysom's not going to just all of a sudden be a pocket passer. He is a runner. He is a, he's he might be BYU's best running back. I mean, you put Jamal and Taysom together, that's the best running back duo in the country. At Cougar fan, O line needs most improvement, hands down. Again, you go with the consensus. How can you argue that? And on paper, what we just discussed, it looks optimistic. Can BYU make it eight straight wins against Utah in the Wasatch Cup? We'll find out next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Yes, you are. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV or BYUtv.org. What you got for me, Jaron? Tonight, Cougar Baseball. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. Tonight, Cougar Baseball is on BYU Radio. Game two of the series with Pacific, I'm not reading this, is at 8 Eastern with Brent Norton. Our Twitter question today is, which position group in BYU football do you want to see improve the most this season? Thus far, the overwhelming response has been the offensive line. We've had one shout-out for the defensive backs. Jeremy and I are wearing matching sweatshirts today, and for good reason. BYU Rugby... Plays in the Wasatch Cup tonight against arch-rival Utah. They've won it seven consecutive times. And with that said, we welcome in our first guest to the studio today, Luke Maki out of South Africa, a scrum half, which has been compared to a a point guard, maybe kind of like a quarterback quarterback in the the American football scene. But, Luke, great to have you with us. Looking at the Wasatch Cup, which we have with us on set, what, what would meaning or getting this for an eighth straight time mean to the BYU rugby team? Well, that's actually the first time I've seen it. It's a beautiful cup. Because he didn't play Utah last year. Yeah, we we didn't get to play Utah last year. And so that was my first year at BYU. But, man, it would would mean everything. I was so hungry last year to play Utah. And I I know the team was real hungry. And and, uh, for it not not to work out, we got uh, two years of pent-up feelings for those guys. And so we've got to get out there and win it. It should be rocking tonight at South Revenge for football (laughs) and basketball. (laughs) That's at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain if you're local and you want to go at Southfield. Uh, If you can't go, it's going to be streamed on BYURugby.com as well. Uh, yeah, I, I love your story. You're from South Africa. You're LDS. Uh, came and played for United, was it? Yeah, United your senior Rugby year. Club. And then you went on a mission to Ogden. Yeah. To Ogden. Yeah. I guess what's your experience like coming from South Africa to uh, a lot of Utah now? Yeah, I, I mean, I love Utah. I I haven't. I, I think a lot of people have the culture shock where it's just like a lot of LDS people and that kind of thing, or, or, or sometimes there's a this some kind of culture shock that they have in coming here. But I honestly love it. Like lots of food, like great people, awesome things to do. Everyone's so friendly, and so I, I've just had the greatest experience coming to Utah. Can I just point out the fact that only one of us has a tie on? on that's this, exactly, on this exactly television right. And set. his name is Luke. <laughs> Dude, the, are you dressed up for something else or for us? Uh, partly for you guys, partly because I have work right after this. <laughs> okay. Event, so. okay. I was going to okay. say, totally, yeah, you look great. You're <laughs> showing you. us up, man. <laughs> Luke Maki, scrum half for the BYU rugby team on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. 
Okay, let's take you back to the Varsity Cup last year. Yeah. Uh, a special game for BYU Rugby and a and special f- uh, one for you as well after the game. Uh, what happened after the game that really kind of changed the course of your life? Yeah. Um, so after the game, yeah, it, uh, this wouldn't, none, none of this would have happened if we didn't win the game. So. <laughs> you got you to gotta win, <laughs> gotta win. So that was the first priority. And then uh, I, after the game, kind of the crowd rushed the field. I saw my uh, fiance at the time rush the field. Your and, girlfriend at the time. A girlfriend at the time, yeah. And, uh, and so I just uh, whipped out the ring. That, that <laughs> I, I, it was kind of like, kind of like uh, I, I, I had it. And, and if the opportunity was right, I was going to do it. But it's in your bag one, on the sidelines. It, oh, in I was going to say, is the ring in your sock? It's in your sock during the game. <laughs> In my sock. That would have hurt. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so then I just ran off the field. I saw a rush the field, ran off the field and got the ring, ran back on and then proposed to her as she was, uh, as she was rushing the field. And so it was a pretty special experience for me and, and for her too. That's, that's hard to beat that day. Like even, even your wedding day might not because you win the national title in dramatic fashion and then you propose. Yeah, is so, that good? I mean, can you beat that day? Yeah, it was it was a real special day. Going to the temple was, I mean, just a real special day for us, and being able to be sealed uh, was was really special. And uh, and so I, I would say that tops it. But uh, nice, but, hey, yes, yes. <laughs> nice. Says the guy in a tie. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Well played, Luke. Uh, you talk about this BYU rugby team. There there are a number of different personalities. We asked you, Coach David Smith, about all the different cultural backgrounds that are involved on this BYU rugby team. You being from South Africa, how has it been dealing with uh, the different cultures and personalities as uh, you've grown and developed with this team? Honestly, it's just hilarious. Every every uh, practice is just a, a kind of mesh of, of different words from all the different countries and that kind of thing. <laughs> so we got Bosos from, uh, from Fiji. We've got... Uh, We've got brews from South Africa. We got all of the. So everyone's just using using the different terminology and that kind of thing. And so it really is just a melting pot. It's been sweet. To Johnny kinda, football from New Zealand. Johnny football from New Zealand. Yeah. Johnny, yeah. Johnny rugby. Yeah, Johnny yeah. rugby. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he got that nickname uh, last year after that, and he's been on BYU Sports Nation as well. One of my old roommates is Sean Davies, uh, Dylan uh, Libba as well. Yeah. They're from South Africa. They were not members of the. Uh, they aren't members of the church, but they love their BYU experience and came over here. Did they have any influence on you coming here, or did you as as a member of the church, you wanted to come to BYU when you were younger. Yeah, well, I I didn't know them before I came to BYU, and so well, I came to play for United before, and I got to meet um, in Sean nine, and that's BYU's first national title year. Yeah, yeah, well, so I actually came in 2010. Oh, okay. And so and so I got to meet them then, um, but I, I didn't know them before that. Uh, kind of the first time I had even heard about BYU was when I was about 16 years old and the BYU singers came to stay at our house. You know, they kind of travel from mm-hmm. country to country and, and some of the families uh, host them. So they stayed and they showed me kind of their Facebooks and that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, BYU is awesome, man. <laughs> and so so then, uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of how I learned about it and, and, and kind of had the desire to come. But but uh, until until I came and played for United, that opportunity wasn't presented to me. So Did you meet your wife at BYU? I didn't actually meet my wife at BYU. I met her at United when I had come to play okay. in 2010. Her family was actually a host family for me um, when I had come over here uh, to come and play. And so we stayed stayed together for a while before we got married. <laughs> <laughs> That's not common in Mormon culture. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and she's the sister of one of your teammates, right? Yeah. Dan uh-huh. Hubert? Dan Hubert, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you, have, do you have to pass him the ball a little more now? Like brother-in-law, if he's on the field the same time? I know. I've got, I got to give him a little bit more ball. <laughs> 
Luke Mocky, scrum half of the BYU rugby team, with us on BYU Sports Nation, taking on Utah tonight in the Wasatch Cup. Yet a tough loss to another college team, which doesn't happen often to BYU. You lost to St. Mary's early in the season. How have you used that loss as positive motivation for the rest of this season? Well, I think one of the biggest things that uh, has been emphasized during the season is that nothing is guaranteed. And that game was just kind of a picture of that of that phrase. Nothing is guaranteed. And so when when we lost the game, the, the team, I mean, that was the longest bus ride home ever, ever. Um, but, but it helped us think about the fact that nothing is guaranteed. Just because we've won a couple of games in the past doesn't mean we're going to win all of the games here in the future. And so it helped us kind of ground us, bring us back to, uh, back to earth and, uh, and kind of give us the, the motivation for the rest of the season like you talk about. Luke Maki is on BYU Sports Nation. He's the scrum half on the BYU rugby team who tonight plays Utah in the Wasatch Cup. Uh, 7 p.m. local time at Southfield. This team is interesting because there's a rich, rich tradition of success. Like, you're expected to compete for and win the national championship. Is there a positive pressure associated with that that you, you enjoy? Yeah, I would, I would say so. It's, it's so sweet looking back <clears throat> on some of the videos on YouTube and all of that kind of thing of the guys that have, have played in the national championship before and, uh, and have maybe played in other games that have really stood out. And so it kind of gives us something to work for. Uh, Coach Wayne is pretty big on the fact that we're um, caretakers of the of the jersey, and so I know that Dylan has played in my position. Yeah, the number the ten has tradition. Uh, yeah, or the number nine. Yeah, oh, sorry number for nine. you, so, with so, Sean. Yeah. yeah, so Sean has played played in my position in the past, and so I he played an incredible position. He played incredibly well, and so I need to uphold that that kind of standard. So great positive pressure. I love that caretakers of the jersey. Yeah, yeah. it's that's like I, such a motivator. I, a couple years ago for uh, True Blue, I did a day in the life of BYU rugby, and I was I was there when. You hand out the jerseys, the jersey ceremony on game day. Yeah. And even in 09 in uh, Palo Alto, that, uh, that day was so emotional for that team. Steve St. Pierre got a personal haka from Wayne Tadafiti. Like, it was, it was emotional. Like, there was, there was a lot of tradition and emotion associated with this. I do want to ask you about this. As a South African doing the haka, that's, you, kind of, you kind of break the you know, South, South Africa-New Zealand rivalry there, yeah. but, it's, but it's unique because it's a custom haka for your team. Yeah. As a South African, how do you feel doing the haka? Yeah, it's been, it's, it was way interesting, especially at first. It was something to get used to. Um, but I must say, it was since it being explained to us, uh, something that they, they explain kind of right off the bat when we start learning the haka is that it's not about country rivalry. Mm-hmm. It's not about... Because it's like, not kosher necessarily for you as a South African to do yeah, it. It's New yeah. Zealand to you. Yeah. And so it's, it, it kind of it, it originally is a, is a kind of part of New Zealand culture or Maori culture. Um, but it was something that they explained to us is that what the, the meaning of the haka is, is unity. It's coming together as a team. It, it, it's uniting. It's doing something together and, and kind of um, challenging as your team, challenging the other team or challenging the other, what would have been in battle, the Warriors on the other side of the, of the field at the time. And so I think realizing that and, and, and knowing that it's, it's next to me, it's my brothers, it's, it's yeah. the, the, the guys that I'm playing for, it, it makes it that much more special and it makes it something that's, that's a part of my culture now as well. Is it still the uh, Army of Helaman kind of words? Uh-huh. The custom? Yeah. Wayne made Very it up. Cool. It's really, yeah. That's really cool. Luke yeah. Maki of BYU Rugby joining BYU Sports Nation. We see all the football players with their, their Beats headphones on, and, and they got music getting them pumped up for the game. And the BYU basketball players 
albeit they go to pop music and Miley Cyrus and, and <laughs> Kesha. Kesha. <laughs> What's your game day, your pregame routine in, in terms of music and, and how you get yourself ready mentally for a game? That's a great question. And it's kind of, I, it used to be in high school, I used to try to get like real pumped, like yeah. listen to some intense music and that kind of thing. But I realized that like, that's not how I practice. And so doing it differently on a game day, it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. And so I really like to, to kind of picture myself just as, as I am at practice and, uh, and just do the same things I would then. And so I don't, I don't like to listen to music. I don't like to do anything. I just like to treat it um, just like it was a practice because I believe that you practice like you play. And so, uh, and so that's, that, that's what I do. I just treat it like a normal More of a thing. meditation yeah. process. Yeah. I don't get like psyched out. You don't listen to like Rammstein that. from Germany yeah. before? <laughs> <Or> st- <laughs> Maybe some Mormon Tabernacle Choir to get <laughs> yeah. you, you amped up. We, we can get a little more amped up than that, right? <laughs> Except for this weekend. Luke Maki is on BYU Sports Nation, uh, scrum half of the BYU rugby team. So, so do you have embedded in you the, the feeling, whatever that is, however you want to describe that, when you see the Utah jersey of, okay, this is a little more important or a lot more important? It's like a bull when he sees red, man. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Well said. That is the perfect description. So you haven't even played against Utah, and you described it perfectly. I think you're ready. I, I, I hope so. Luke, well, we have one assignment for you before you go, and that is that you sign the BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag. Absolutely. With that sweet silver marker. Sharpie. Join your teammate Johnny Linehan on there as well. BYU Rugby against Utah tonight. You can watch it on BYURugby.com. If you can't get to Southfield and watch it live, it promises to be an absolute throwdown. It is always good. They're playing for the big shiny cup to my right on the set. It's the Wasatch Cup. Cup. BYU owns this cup. They've owned it for seven years. Well, I should say eight. They've won it seven straight times. They're looking for an eighth consecutive. Luke, great to have you with us, man. Good luck tonight. Thank you so much. Dominate. Like a bull seeing red. That was perfect. (laughs) Will the tight end in BYU football be more prominent in the offense this year? Devin Mahina will answer that question next as we wrap up spring football. You're watching BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and listening on BYU Radio. This is Alani Pua, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live at BYU Broadcasting. Follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Listen each afternoon on BYUSportsNation.com and watch on BYUTV.org slash DVR. Talking spring football today. BYU with their final practice before a long summer, 147 days away from the season opener against the University of Connecticut in East Hartford. And what a perfect way to wrap it up. Devin Mahina, tight end, senior, joining us on set. Devin, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Final practice today. Uh, it would seem the tight end position is kind of up for grabs. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of capable guys, and you are certainly in position to, to, to take some playing time. What do you see as your role on this BYU football team at tight end moving forward? I see myself as a traditional tight end, um, and if if I were to compare myself to a tight end, it'd be more of a Rob Gronkowski. Okay. So I'll be in a. That's three. quite the comparison. <laughs> I like I it. Love it. I like it. Well, the interesting is, is we are the same graduating year of high school. I mean, he's been in the NFL for a long time. I'm still in college, but <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of what happens when you go on Such a mission. Such is life yeah. at BYU. Yeah. Some, some, yeah. Hey, some guys take eight to ten years to get uh, degrees. They're called doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Good 
Anyway, so your role, you see yourself as kind of a Rob Gronkowski type, a guy that can block and, and both pass catch. As opposed to inside receiver, which is kind of this new thing with the tight end. So you have some guys that split and don't block as much. Yes. Right. So you can do both. Yes. Yeah, the, the, that flexibility is key because it's obvious that when Brett Thompson splits out, he's going out for a pass. Yeah, you right? can say that more or less. Yeah. What's your opportunity to be the guy in the starting role this fall? Oh, that's a good good question. Uh, my opportunity is, you know, I I like to say that I can catch the ball as well as block. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be taking blocking just as serious as pass catching. And that'll be important this year as uh, you ramp up things. And we've been talking about the offensive line, how we think it's going to be better. Our Twitter question is related to that. Which, uh, which Let's ask you, which position group do you want to see uh, the most improved this season? I want to see the, our O-line improve yeah. in pass blocking. I mean, obviously we can show we can run, but, you know, we need to complete passes. And I think we need to start up front online. So how did, how did BYU throw for 2,900 yards uh, with uh, an offensive line that I thought they did a, a, a good job? I wouldn't say they were great, but there's some improvement there. A young group only lost one senior. 2,900 passing yards, still had that. Just yeah. think if they would have been a little bit better, Taysom would have been 3,000, 1,000. Yeah, uh, we had Cody Hoffman. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a huge deal right there. And, and no Cody Hoffman this year, so how do you see it playing out with this uh, new cast of uh, newcomers? Speeders. Kurtz Speed, speedy Leslie guys coming in. Yeah. Blackman. Yeah, we got, we got some really fast guys on the team, which I don't think we've seen a long, in a long time here at BYU. But it's going to be awesome, you know. Throwing the ball deep and let those guys run under and go catch it. Devin Mahina, BYU tight end, a senior, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Today is the final spring practice. I'm going to go off the grid a little bit, Devin. In the West Coast Conference basketball tournament, we launched this simulcast. And for some reason, somebody mentioned they they brought up my makeup on, on the set, the fact that we had to wear makeup on TV. And through this whole Twitter conversation, I have Lindsay Mahina tweeting at me asking, how can I help you? Is, is, how is, is that's your wife, correct? Yes, that's my how wife. can she help me with my makeup? So she's a makeup <laughs> artist. So I'm not gonna lie, she did something to my face. Oh, this morning. oh she there's said, two wait, on the set with wait, makeup now. A, a tight end, manly man, football player. You, you're wearing makeup on the set. So she said my face is looking shiny. So <laughs> I, she did something to make it not shiny. I fully support this, Devin. I think there is no problem with that. If you want to look good on TV, I, I, I agree with that. What do you have to say, Jerem? I think there's two guys with makeup on the set, and I'm not the one with it. We just had Luke Maki uh, of the rugby team on, and uh, you said good luck to him. You're aware BYU plays Utah in rugby. Uh, he described uh, – so he has not played Utah. He's a sophomore. They didn't play last year. But I asked him if he knew he had kind of that feeling of when you see the red. And he said, it's like a bull when he sees red. Yeah. That's pretty good for a guy that hasn't played Utah. That is pretty good. I feel the same way. I just wish we would have won at least once while I was here. And unfortunately, no Utah on the schedule. How do you feel about no Utah on the schedule in 2014? Uh, it it kind of makes me angry. You know, I, I, I look forward to that game, a huge rivalry. Um, it makes me kind of sad. Could we have played a spring game or something? Yeah, with, the, with yeah. Spring guys, scrimmage. Like, like end it today or in a week or you something? You could probably sell that thing out. No kidding. Like BYU Toast. They're not going to play in the fall, but they're going to play in the spring. Yeah, that would yeah, be sweet. 
I'm, I'm Can sure we that... still line this up? <laughs> Kyle, what are, are you listening? Are you, yeah, are you, are you listening to like... this idea? We may be on to something. Rocco, we know you're eating jalapeno flavored chips right now or something in your office. <laughs> uh, we want a spring game against Utah. Devin Mahina, BYU football tight end on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. You've had uh, some interesting injuries in your career, most notably a, a broken neck. Yes. How how in the world did that happen, and how do you recover from that and play football? Yeah, it's it obviously wasn't anything like I just caught a ball, tucked, and just got hit. And honestly, I just thought I had a stinger. It just felt like my neck was just tight. But then uh find out I took x-rays later, and there was a hairline fracture. So it's not as bad as it sounds. It's just, just like It's a broken neck, Devin. <laughs> That is a big deal. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. It's just a hairline fracture in your neck. How long yeah. did it take to recover from that? Uh, so I had to wear a neck brace for like 14 weeks, which was... That's a long time. Yeah, and it was pretty embarrassing. I felt going to class. Well, I would sit, like during team meetings and things like that, I'd sit in the front row. That's where my seat was. And so all my teammates would be like, hey, Devin, and just call my name just to make fun of me. And I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> the full body turn. Yeah, I do the full body turn. <laughs> I like that. Devin Mahina, BYU tight end on the football team. He's a senior approaching the new season. What do you do over the summer uh, to keep yourself uh, on track, in condition? I know that the coaches have given you a very detailed summer program, but how do you take it to the next level to make sure you're ready to go come day one of fall camp? Train. Train, train, and more training. What is involved in your training? Uh, so it depends on... Each day I'll take something that I want to work on, and I'll do something specific. So if I want to work on my lateral quickness, then I'll do something towards that. Or if I want to work on speed, then I'll do sprints. So it's just going to be kind of have to trick my mind to doing all kinds of things just so I can stay ready. Yeah. I noticed on your Twitter uh, handle, in your description, is hashtag NFL bound. What do you need to do in your senior season to give yourself a shot to play in the NFL next year? Uh, receptions. Reception, reception yards. How many? I'd like to say I would like at least 40. You know, okay. After, yeah. after talking to uh, Kanye Akua, which is a really good friend of mine, he says, you know, if you can put up at least 40 catches, you know, you're going to be talked about. So and he, Yeah, and he's in the mix. He's being talked about, a, a guy in that situation. Is there going to be more opportunity for tight ends to catch the ball with the, uh, the new inclusions they put in the offense? Yes. I would say if – if we were to treat each practice like a game, I'd say I'd have at least 40 catches right now. Okay. Wow. Okay. Devin Mahina, tight end for the BYU football team, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. How do you celebrate the end of spring practice? Is there like a big get-together tonight? Guys eating pizza and stuff. What, what do you do? Uh, you know, honestly, I think I'll just take my wife out to dinner. <laughs> Good answer. I hope Lindsay's listening because we've we brought her up a couple of, of times Of course she now. is. She's going on a Hello, date with Lindsay. you tonight, and she can help with makeup. At least for two of us, right? It's alumni day. Uh, part of that will be the celebration, 30, 30 years of the 84 National Championship team. What's it like to mingle with those guys, and what, what are the kind of things that they tell you guys about that experience and how that can translate? Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to hear their stories and where they came from and the things they've done. And it's, it's an honor to represent the Y and to follow in their footsteps. Devin Mahina, BYU tight end with us on BYU Sports Nation. We mentioned 147 days away until you take on Connecticut. Do you know anything about the Huskies at this point? I do not. <laughs> That's perfectly matter. okay. It does not matter. All it does I know matter. is that they're in the Final Four. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the basketball team is in the Final Four. Who are do you, you have winning? Yeah, are you a basketball fan? I am a basketball fan. Uh, you know, I picked Wichita State to win it. So after they lost, I just kind of stopped paying stopped attention, watching. But I really <laughs> like the way Kentucky's playing right now. I think they're really good. So I'm excited for them. Yeah, a lot of matchups. I I could see each of those teams winning. Like Connecticut the least, but uh, Florida the most. I think. Devin, I would like you to sign our BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag. If you yeah, don't please. mind, give us your autograph. Add sure. your name to Herbie a growing Hancock. list of in-studio guests that we have right here. Sweet. Thank you. Great to have you with us. And I, I told you before the break, I loved your T-shirt. It says, run more than your mouth, which, which is a great slogan. Yeah, seriously. A lot of people, especially college athletes, have a problem remembering that and embracing that role. Let's end with this. Give us just the most interesting nugget you've got on serving a mission in Madagascar. Oh, man. So, one time I was tracting, and there's these rice paddies that we walk on, these little trails. Okay. Anyways, I thought I was in a rice paddy, but actually it was a, more like a septic tank. Oh. <laughs> and I fell. Oh. Oh. I misstepped, and I fell right into it. And I was like, you know what? Let's just go home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that was 9.32 a.m. That, was, that <laughs> was, a good, was a good decision. I don't know how effective you're going to be as a missionary smelling like a septic yeah, tank. I Madagascar. Felt, I felt bad for the people on the bus that I had to get on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Mahina, a taste. Great to have you with us. Congratulations on surviving spring football. And good Thank luck you. over the summer as you approach the next season. Thank you. We'll work on this spring game with Utah. Hey, what's the chance as we transition back to basketball that Matt Carlino transfers up to a better school from BYU? We discuss next. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. This is Craig Bills, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We're doing it live from Studio B and BYU Broadcasting. We've got a great Friday show thus far, uh, talking to a member of the rugby and football teams. But you know what I'm going to do right now, Jerem? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? Uh, play What's the Chance? Uh, you are correct, sir. What's the 100% chance? 100% chance we're going to play What's the Chance. <laughs> yes. Here's how it works. We throw out a statement, a trending hot topic across BYU Sports Nation or in pop culture, and Jeremy and I associate that with the percentage of that thing happening or not happening. Let's go number one. What's the chance Matt Carlino lands at a school with a better basketball program than BYU? Yikes. I'm going to say 30%. He has some good names, but it's hard for me to determine what is a better basketball program than BYU. Like, how do you quantify what is better? Like, a higher-ranked team or a team with more tradition? Let's go. I, I don't know. So I, I say 30% that he goes to one of those big-time, high-profile basketball programs, maybe like Oklahoma State. I'll go, I'll go 38.6%. And let's, let's define it. Maybe we say better. Well, you, you go program prestige, or you could just say, okay, based on last year's season. Okay. Well, was that team in the NCAA tournament, were they higher than a 10 seed? Then, then you could say, okay, that's a team that is a better basketball program, at least from last season to now. I don't know, though. Well, we'll then see. maybe I'm lower than that. If we're doing that, then I'm, I'm maybe lower than 30%. Because you think about that list, like the only team that was really considerably higher than BYU was, was UCLA, right? Pittsburgh was a 9 seed. Yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State was, was a, a 9. An 8 or a 9 seed. Yeah, that's right. 8 or a 9, yep. Anyway, so that, that's an interesting topic. Number two. What's the chance Kyle Collinsworth will play in the season opener at Utah State? 100%. 
Kyle Collinsworth will play against the Aggies. I talked to him at length in the Marriott Center before the Y Awards, and he exudes confidence. His doctor said the the surgery went really, really well. He's taking every precaution. He just started rehab, and he, he says that he fully anticipates to be back. The doctor says all signs point to him making a very quick, full recovery. So I say 100%. 92.8%. The reason I don't say 100 is because there's just unforeseen complications associated with therapy, especially ACLs. Now, the, the bigger question is not will he play, but how much will he play? We'll see. Number three. What's the chance Tyler Hawes declares for the NBA draft? 4%. Tyler Hawes is coming back to BYU. He's going to pass Jimmer and be the all-time leading scorer. If there were more, if there were less talent in the field this year, it's then, loaded then this I year. think maybe he would consider it some more, and he should. He's a fantastic player. He has an NBA skill set with his jump shot, his ability to uh, to score on in transition and stop on a dime and hit a jump shot from 18 feet like that. He has a game that translates to the NBA. He does. He has the height. He, he can play. Needs to improve his defense a little bit, and that's coming from him. But he can play. I still say only 4% because there's just so many good players coming out this year. I'll go 0%. I don't see him declaring. I do see him just testing the waters, just gauging in the next couple of weeks. April 27th, you have to declare or not. That's the deadline. And so I'll go 0% that Tyler Haas declares for the NBA draft. Number four. What's the chance BYU's O-line starts seven or less players next year? That's ambitious. Remember, they, it was 11 last year. They played 11. So I'm going to say 25%. I think the offensive line has at least eight different starters this season because they're still trying to, to work out some kinks and figure out some things about who's, who are going to be the guys, and they have lingering injuries as well. So I say eight, 25% that it's seven or less. 52.7%. Yeah, I, I feel similarly, similarly that eight, yeah, you need seven or eight. Uh, ideally, it's five the whole seasons, but obviously there's uh, lineman attrition with injuries. Number five. What's the chance BYU Rugby wins the Wasatch Cup for the eighth straight time? 100%. End of discussion. Number six. What's the (laughs) chance that UConn plays Kentucky in the NCAA title game? I say 20%. It would be a seven versus an eight, which I honestly, I prefer that. I like the parity involved in college basketball. It would sum up the season perfectly. There was no dominant number one. Florida was as close as you had to it. But why not Kentucky and and UConn get there? They've already knocked off a number of juggernauts in college basketball, so-called juggernauts. I I think 25%. 19.6%. And the crowd roar that you heard there, our audio board op today, Aaron Evans. He's a huge Kentucky fan, so that's why that happened. Yep, (laughs) Wildcats. He's turning that into Wildcats. (laughs) The Wildcat version of a rise and shout. I think Florida's going to play Wisconsin. I don't think that you're going to have the, the UConn-Kentucky matchup. But I would love for upsets to happen. I love it. Now, and just to, to reset who's playing each other. Florida-UConn, Wisconsin-Kentucky. I think it's going to be Florida and Kentucky in all SEC national championship game. And the SEC is not known for hoops. I no. mean, Florida is, but who, who else? You know, the SEC was scrutinized largely well, this year for being weak Kentucky. aside from Florida. They, yeah, and Kentucky. They are top-heavy, that's for sure. But when I think of college hoops, I do not think of the SEC, but they're a strong basketball conference. Our Twitter question today is, which BYU football position group do you want to see improve the most this season? At T. Walter says, outside Tommy. of offensive line, with Bronson moving to linebacker, who's going to step up on the defensive line? The depth needs to improve. Yeah, that, huh. that's, that's a I good just, point. That's honestly something we have not discussed today. 
offensive line, it's kind of known. D-line, D it is not. You have some return missionaries that played before. Graham Rowley uh, and Travis Tuiloma coming off missions. They've Still been have playing Remington Peck. Still have Remington Peck. Those are the three guys. So. Huh. And Jeterius Gully from Hoover High, baby, at Old School BYU. Alabama. O-line is on track. They will be much improved. I'm more worried about the kicking game now. That is something Corey that we, Edwards we did talk about is that. expected to replace Justin Sorensen off his mission. And then you have Scott Arlano at punting. And we didn't talk about punting. it today, but we have talked about it in previous days. That's a good point. Kicking and might be it. It's wide open yep. right now. At Crazy Cook Fanatic, biggest need for growth offensive line. Hopefully their projected improvement leads to better blue zone performance. And that is the key to BYU's season. Score touchdowns. Just Nailed find it. a way to Nailed score it. points. Up next, a jam-packed Cougar Whip Around and the rest of your tweets. That's all next. BYU Sports Nation rolls on on BYU Radio and BYU TV. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Holler! Thank you, Taysom. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out on a Friday. J-Dogs in a couple of minutes. <laughs> if you're not familiar with J-Dogs, the hot dog joint in the northern Utah area. Blew up when Jeremy and I were in college, and so that's what we do every Friday. Ranked number one in the nation. It is our tradition. You know, you know what time it is? I do! Time to whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. <laughs> Men's Volleyball. Second-ranked Brigham is in Hawaii this weekend for a pair of matches. Thanks for raising the last Edge Cup, Spencer, with the Hawaii Warriors. If BYU wins one of its final four regular season matches, the Cougars are the outright conference champs for the second straight year. I need Rugby. to lift this over my head. As I read this, tonight BYU hosts Utah at Southfield for the Wasatch Cup. Don't drop that. They will be raising it again. It's at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. The match will be streamed live on BYURugby.com. Baseball. A little boomstick. Last night, combined with some fantastic pitching by Desmond Polson And gave... sportscasting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> gave BYU 10-1 from Gary Chatty. Win last night in the opening game of a three-game series with Pacific. Polson held the Tigers hitless until the seventh inning to get the win. Same two teams tonight. First pitch, 8 Eastern. Listen on BYU Radio. Track and field. I don't even know you anymore. Both the men's and women's teams me. are competing at the Stanford Invitational this weekend in Palo Alto, California. The farm! Tennis. What farm? The women's tennis team hosts Santa Clara today. I know they call it the farm. While the men's team is on the road at San Francisco today and at Santa Clara tomorrow. Softball. BYU plays its first game as a member of the West Coast Conference in softball today with a three-game series at San Diego beginning today at 2 Eastern. Look, Ross. The third-ranked BYU Cougars host New Mexico uh, tomorrow at North University Field at 2 Eastern, 12 Mountain between sessions of LDS General Conference. The Cougars have a five-game win streak. We've had some fantastic interviews this week. Been a fun week. And have collected it all into one Bit of awesomeness. We call it our favorite sounds of the week. Guys who like sports really like Christopher Walken, so yeah. I might be like, guys, Kyle Vinoy, he's really good at football. <laughs> I gotta have more cowbell. It's never been discussed with, with us at all, so you know, I, it, we'll just have to you know, wait and see if that's even an option, and if, if it is an option, and see if it's actually brought up. Cultural is the kid. He redshirted, waited for the kid to get ready. Gave the car keys to the kid. 
And now he's returning to car seats. Come on. I think him working with the offense definitely brings the, the intensity level up. Uh, there's something about Coach Menhall as a, as a player that uh, you just want to impress him. You you want to make sure that you're at your best at all times. We have very good talent. We have a lot of depth, and we have healthy players right now. And I think we have a favorable schedule, a strong schedule. Um, but there's there's a lot at stake for this season. But I think we're lined up really well for 2014. This was a team that I'll remember for a long time. It's just the just the way that the way they handled themselves both on and off the court, and the way they performed when when they needed to. What a way to end it, Jeff Judkins, the yeah. coach of the year at BYU. What a week. Yeah, man. Why awards? This is this is the week that Matt Carlino transferred, though. The, <laughs> I, or, well, that's how I'll remember this week. The best April Fool's Day joke ever, we wish. He's really transferring. Yeah, we wish. Next week, Blaine Fowler, BYU TV multi-threat analyst, breaks down basketball and football for us, uh, some spring football thoughts, and we look look ahead to what BYU basketball becomes without Matt Carlino and the hashtag Logan Takeover returns Monday through Wednesday. That's right. I'm going to Seattle, baby. I'm going to the home opener for the Mariners. I am. I'm really excited. They got walked off last night, so the undefeated season is dead. Who gets the rise and shout today? Let's, what in the world, that was, that Aaron like, Evans? Like a, there we go. It's like a sick cat. Rise and shout. I almost want to. Uh, you know what we really forgot to do was give Luke Maki the uh, the karma. The karma. Okay. Well, can we do it after we, the fact? Yeah, yeah we can I do it after can. the fact. Let's, Let's give, it give it to him right now. All right, we've he's going to get a rise and shout as well. Yes. Because he understands the BYU-Utah rivalry, and he hasn't even played in it. He's from South Africa. It's like when a bull sees red. I love it. He is so ready for that. (laughs) Our Twitter question today is, which position group do you want to see improve the most in BYU football this season? You got tweets. At Lindsay Mahina. This is good. (laughs) Devin's wife tweeting in. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hi, Lindsay. Make up, make up. No, stop. (laughs) You crazy. At Crazy Kook Fanatic. With Olsen, you're the crazy kook. With Olsen transfer O-line crucial, we don't want mashed taters out there. That's exactly right. Protect the taters. Let the potato gun unleash its full offensive power. And protect Jamal. Protect everyone. Secret service. At Cougar Fan, O-line needs most improvement, hands down, hashtag BYUSN. We appreciate you getting involved in our Twitter topic each and every day on BYU Sports Nation. Great to have you with us on a very entertaining week. It's kind of started last Saturday with the spring football prospectus, but uh, yeah, good stuff. Thanks to our guests, Luke Maki, Devin Mahina, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at BYU Sports Nation, for show links and much more. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon and on BYUTV.org slash DVR. Jerem's throwing every ball we Give have on set. Give me the ball. Give me the For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Atula Mealy. BYU Sports Nation back to work to, on Monday. I tried to throw it like a rugby ball. <laughs>